Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dream Elite Podcast is brought to you by Fightbook MMA. A proud partner of USA Today Sports. For the best news and media in combat sports, visit fightbookmma.com. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter. change that music by the way and add your name to it like i get a kick out of that every single time though but we we gotta talk to my audio guy and we gotta get okay hosted by sean murphy the big dick bandit and dave potter like we we gotta like change it around a little bit what do you think i mean we could totally do that however though once again i get a kick out of that every single time very true yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great song. I mean, my boy does uh, bang up work, but uh, we got to add your name to it because you're now co-hosting. I think so. We'll I think off. so yeah. as well. Hey, happy birthday, by the way. Well, thank you about that. I appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, you only turned twenty nine once, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And, and uh, you know, you have big plans coming up. You're going to a Yankee game tomorrow, and uh, then we have uh, a yacht party on Saturday. So. We're going to celebrate your birthday right. It's a good weekend. Start off with a Yankee game, go to a yacht party with the cousin. I mean, could be worse weekends, right? Yeah, pretty much, man. And, and you're going to feel your age. I mean, I, and besides paying, we're, we're, by the way, guys, so everyone listening, in, thank you so much for listening in to uh, the return episode. Sean and I had a busy summer. We, we couldn't stay on top of this. We had to, like, literally – you know, enjoy ourselves for a little bit. And of course, I just got a promotion for work. And, you know, spoiler alert, I do more things than just Dream Elite and everything. I actually work uh, a full-time job like a like a slouch. But nevertheless, Sean and I were super busy. Uh, you and I actually fucking, the last time we saw each other, we did uh, commentating on pay-per-view. Being fucking hammered on pay-per-view. <laughs> that was a good time. That was a really good time. And those, those fights, surprisingly, uh, there was a lot of good fights on that card. It's so fucking weird how it played out. So, like, you know, you you were, like, a la- last, last, last-minute replacement. So, James Jefferson, who is usually my, my broadcast partner for uh, Fight Plan TV, and shout-out to Fight Plan TV. They do bang-up work. And if you ever, you know, October, we're returning. And Sean's actually going to be the third commentator, which fuck knows how that happened. But Sean did a bang-up job. And, 
very, very surprising too because him and I were both shit faced. But besides the fact, so you know, James Jefferson. Gift a gab and a gift a jab. Welcome to Sean yeah, Murphy. Fuck exactly, <laughs> yeah, you bearded, beautiful son of a bitch. So like, crazy story. So James Jefferson had an emergency, and um, the owner of ECF was like, "Can you do the pay per view by yourself?" And I'm like, uh, I, "I guess I can do that." He's like, "Well, can you find? Can you find a secondary?" I'm like. Who am I going to find? I, I can't find a secondary in, in one day, Christian. I might as well just do four hours by myself. Like, and sure enough, and, and just have a whim, like Sean. Listen, man, you got. I need. I need a broadcast partner. I know. I know you don't have any experience, but can you please hop on? And Sean came through like a trooper. Him and I were getting literally blasted. It reminded me. You know what? It, and it made perfect sense because everyone. I, I thought. I thought we did a terrible job, by the way. So that goes beyond the fact. But the fact is, yeah, it could have been. I think it could have been better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like the fact that we got good reviews and people were saying, "Wow, you guys have chemistry," and you know, bring your cousin back, and it was like, "Holy shit, really?" You know, like I thought, like you and I were just shit faced talking. It reminded me, it reminded me of like Aunt Barbara's on Christmas Eve, where you and I would sneak away and fucking put on UFC and just like talk shit about the yeah. fights going on and like making fun of television. You know, I guess the authenticness shone through instead of the. The rookiness on my behalf. Yeah, but but you got to figure too. What, what what is our audience? It's people that go to a bar and watch the fights, and we were talking like how people talk at a bar watching fights. So I, I think the reason why we came off those long is because you and I were both just as shit faced as everybody watching. So like obviously we're talking on a new level. We're not talking about super crazy technique. I'm not trying to talk above each other's heads because I'm already empty hammered at that point. So you and I were actually talking on a level <laughs> with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's yes, and it was and it was quite coincidental because a couple of weeks before that, my buddy Jay George, the unpredictable, actually wrestled at what was it called, La Boom in Queens. Yeah, he actually had a wrestling place. promotion. Yeah. One of his wrestling promotions, he he wrestles for. Motherfucker was there like a couple of weeks ago. He's like, oh shit, yo, I've been to that venue. It's not bad, and it wasn't bad. I mean, the sound was great and the fights were great. I mean, like I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, and it's a closed-in environment, too, so the noise is trapped in there, so it seems a lot louder than what it is, and it's a great presentation on television. Besides a couple of dark spots in the octagon, which I'm just being fucking picky because I'm normally just a strong critic of everything, and myself, too. Yeah, you're an OCD fighter. That's what happens. Pretty much. But, like, nevertheless, too, and I'm going to do some cheap plugs here, so Sean will be the third commentator for ECF in October at La Boom. And Sean's going to be the third guy, and he earned that spot. And he, you know, we it, there was plenty of other third commentators, but you and I had such strong chemistry. Mm-hmm. And James Jefferson and I always worked well off each other. He's the president of Global, Global Proving Ground. He just came out with a new comic book. Congratulations to him. But Sean is actually going to uh, be the third commentator. So congratulations. Stay tuned for what's in store with this tandem. Yeah, it's going to be fucking crazy, man. It's, it's going to be a crazy day for you. Can't wait. I'm excited. Me and neither. also, uh, another, another announcement, too. Uh, I am returning to the ring on November 16th uh, for my retirement world tour at Ace Pro Wrestling. Uh, and guess who's going to be on the same card with me? You'll never fucking believe this, dude. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to be on the same card with you? Conor McGregor, because he's uh, can't wrestle, he can't fight right now. So tell me it's him. No, fucking WWE's Rhino. You remember Rhino? Get out of here, really? Yeah, he's gonna I be think he was running for office somewhere. 
nah, my dude, he's actually going to be on the same card as me uh, for Ace Pro Wrestling's premiere event. I, and I started with Ace Pro Wrestling back in the day, back in like 2009, and now I'm being invited back. And this is going to be my retirement tour for Pro Wrestling MMA. Starts November 16th, live in Paramus, New Jersey, Ace Pro Wrestling. So I'll be there too. And, of course, you and I commentating for ECF in October. So we're going to have a busy, busy fall going on. But um, nevertheless, and uh, I can be there too because that's in Paramus. That's my backyard, basically. Yes, sir. And by the way, how, how's your birthday been? Like, how does it feel to be old as fucking over the hills? I, I, oh, like, God, it's, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, I was talking to my coworker, and he's he's a little bit religious, so I guess birthdays are a little bit more more appealing to him. And he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, it's just another day." And he's like, "Are you serious? Just another day? Like, that's your birthday, dude." I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's a birthday, though. It's, you know, it's 29, like, like maybe 30, like, because, you know, it's, but I, I feel like birthdays after that, it's just like, it's just a day. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I you know, know like, the, dude, the, the fact that you survived through your 20s is a modern-day fucking miracle. So being 29 is an accomplishment in itself. So I, I would yeah. suggest that this is not just another day. Wow, you actually make a very good point right there, yeah. And the story, the stories that go with the twenties are kind of, kind of could be appealing to the masses. But can I really say those stories out loud? That's the thing. Uh, we'll lose our sponsor, so I really don't. Address that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I looked at their website, and that's a very, very well thought out website. Uh, which one? The the sponsor. Oh yeah, yeah, Fightbook hey, MMA. Fightbook. So do you know they just got a partner? So they're partnered up with uh, USA Today Sports, which is obviously USA Today Sports. Their followers are 2.1 million. So for us to get fucking partnered up with Fightbook MMA, who provides news for USA Today, how the fuck? Did, I, I I know people who knows people, and like literally got hooked up with that. And you, Fightbook MMA, just partner up with One Fighting Championships as their exclusive news content provider. That's fucking crazy. Like, how do you land here, Sean? <laughs> Boom. Are they coming over are they coming overseas too? Is that that that's something yeah. I heard that they might be coming overseas? Yeah, it, it's so fucking crazy. But besides that, and besides the fact that Fightbook have made doing big things, and they interviewed me twice. So like being on their website is a fucking badge of honor considering like who am I, right? Like I know who am I, I'm fucking awesome. But like besides that, like you know, partnered up with One Fighting Championships and all this fun stuff, and, like, Fightbook MMA is the main provider of USA Today Sports. is just doing big shit, but, like, how do we land in these predicaments where we do ECF and, it, you know, we, we are one of the top five pay-per-view draws for, for Fight Planet, and then we do our podcast with John Fitch, who's a UFC legend and all this shit, top listeners for the night, top listeners for the month, and we're the top listeners of all time for me. Like, we, we land in weird predicaments, and it should have happened in the first place with you and I teaming up. I feel like it's one of those things, and like a lot of people can also feel like this too. It's like if you just let life has life come to you. Like sometimes great things fucking happen spontaneously. I think you're a great thing spontaneously. Just saying. Dude, I've been saying that for years, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. How's how's the rest of your summer been? Because I haven't. I've been busy. You've been busy. How's the rest of your summer, brother? Summer has been good. Um, working a lot though, you know, gotta gotta get those hours in. Uh, yeah. But other than that, you know, my dart. I play I play a lot of darts. My dart circuit's starting. I've been picked up by one of the best uh, leagues around, the Hoboken League, and I'm still doing the Bergen County League. So you know, another trophy on the wall. 
Wait, you're going to be in my neck of the woods? Shit. No way. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there every Tuesday. No fucking way. Wow. I'm Holy not even shit. sure what are yet. The guy, the guy was just like, yo, we could really use you. A lot of the other teams are gearing up. We won last year, so I needed somebody good. And I was like, well, I'm somebody good. And uh, yep. Tuesdays are in Hoboken now this year. Damn right. And congratulations on that. And come by UFC gym and, you know, stop by and see me train. See me work. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get rid of the, the donut I've been growing uh, for the summer, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm like the opposite of a bear. I hibernate during the summer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get right for the winter and then uh, see what happens by next year. You big fat piece of shit. Like I, I'm so proud. Big fat sexy piece of shit. Like I'm so proud of you. Like Sean actually came to me and said that like he wants to lose weight. We're gonna come up with a diet plan and everything like that. And mixed martial arts is probably the best way to go, especially if you want to cut weight because. You're you're a wrestler like me, and we grew up wrestlers in a wrestling based prone family, and like yeah, obviously you know that's the best way to go, especially if you want your weight cut. We should cover that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, just do you know? Do, I, I mean, like I weight cut it for so many years. I mean, let's go back to the drawing board, right? Yeah, exactly. And we can get some wrestling in, and you know, get some work in, and you're going to lose that weight. You're going to shed that weight. Call me Jenny Craig because I'm going to hook you up, baby. We're going we're <laughs> to shed those pounds right away. I promise you. I'm totally going to call you that from here on out. You call me Jenny Craig, baby. We're going to get it done. Totally going to get it done. You, you got it, Jen. Actually, no, I'm going to call you David. That name is kind of not that, that, <laughs> that fond. You know, I don't like that name too much. We'll stick with David. <laughs> and you're going so, so the Yankee game tomorrow, and we're talking about um, – so, so speaking of uh, sports and everything like that, we're, we're straying way off topic. So um, we're talking about sports, and we, of course, you're going to the Yankee game tomorrow. We're talking about beers, and you're going to be paying $15 beers to see the Yankees lose. And I saw, I saw and I went to UFC in Newark, paid $15, $20 beers to watch fucking Kobe Covington put the fucking beating – on Robbie Lawler, the, uh, did you see that fight? By the way, I did, man. You got you got to give credit where credit is too. He's like, he's he's not on the side of the pan, man. He's been backing, he's been backing it up, man. I mean, like he was a collegiate wrestler, so you could kind of see it coming. But uh, I didn't see it coming on this wide of a scale. He's just kind of mowing people down at this point. We'll see what happens when he faces, uh, you know, you know, come title time. But that's a fight I'm going to tune in for. Yeah. I, I, so so we were we were literally you know we we got tickets we sat down and I look over to the right to, uh, right of me and I see fucking Donald Trump Jr. and his bastard brother sitting there and everyone just boo throughout the arena it, it radiated and Kobe Covington comes out the <laughs> comes out the Kurt Angle theme song and everyone you starts training you suck <laughs> that that's kind of like a Rick Ashley troll moment like. You know how people always put on, you know, never going to give you up that song? He literally rickrolled a whole crowd by putting on Kurt Angle's theme music. Plus, he always he always shouts out America and stuff. It was literally the perfect entrance song I have seen in quite some time. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, what's the funny thing, too, Sean? And, and um, so uh, I, was talk- I was sitting by my buddy Kevin, uh, who's also a coach and everything like that. And we know each other since way back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, Colby Covington was on my podcast twice. You know, he's a great guy and blah, blah, blah. And then he gets on the microphone and says, Matt Hughes, fucking, I'm going to run through this guy like Matt Hughes got hit by a train. And Kevin looked at me he's like, 
that's your fucking boy right there. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, no, listen, listen. Kobe Covington is putting on a gimmick. And I maintain that. Do you, do you think that, like, Kobe Covington's really, like, like that? No, no. But, it, but listen, it could be one of those things where, like, and, and it's happened with so many, you know, professional wrestlers, too, when a gimmick just takes takes hold of you and you kind of become the gimmick. I think he's on a short leash right now to becoming that said gimmick. However, what I heard, though, was he actually ran that by Matt Hughes beforehand. That's, no you know, That's something I heard. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, what type of person are, are, would Matt Hughes be? It's like, hey, you know, it's Colby Covington. Hey, listen, I really want to talk about your train fiasco. Obviously, it's like, first off, I don't talk to you at all. I've never spoken a word to you. Second of all, you're asking me you can, so you can say this on a hot mic? Absolutely not. You're, you're full of shit, man. He he definitely did not run that past Matt Hughes. Yeah, that's – I mean, like, it's, it's one of those things you can't believe everything you read on the internet and shit, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, that's something I read on the internet, and I'm just like, yeah, this this can't be true at all. My buddy uh, – so my buddy works at Sirius Satellite Radio, which is at, at our same office and uh, by Penn Plaza. They talked to me. He's like, yeah, man, like, because he knows I dabble in MMA and all that. So he's like, yeah, man, Kobe Covington just got kicked off and you should take the podcast because Kobe Covington literally said you got famous off of fucking nudes that leaked on the internet. <laughs> like, you should take. Like, you, I, I know you're trying to sell tickets and everything like that, but, like, I, I know who Kobe Covington is because he's a very nice fucking guy. So, like. Oh, yeah, without question. See, see, and, and, and I, I think it's coming off in genuine because you see McGregor. McGregor's naturally a dick, which he owns that. You know, it, it's all good. If you're a prick, fucking own it. It's all good. But, like, Kobe Covington isn't a dick. So that's why it's not coming off organically to me, you know? And yeah. and I don't want the excuses. And, and, and Kobe, when he was on my podcast, too, said, yeah, I look up to guys like Taylor Sonnen because he knew how to sell tickets. So to me, I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a fucking gimmick. But like, you're you're taking it three steps too too far, where you're not just trying to like coax your audience to buy tickets to see you get your ass kicked and win, but you're also alienating them to the point where they don't want to see you at all. Like, look at look at the numbers for like UFC uh, UFC on uh, ESPN. He was the lowest draw. He was the lowest viewer. Yeah. I, I and that that's I, what I, happens with, when you become like when you try and play that heel persona. So well, you know he he can't he's he's playing a heel persona that's not an anti-hero. He's just a heel, and it's it's like you said, it's coming off disingenuine, and people are reading through it, and you know he has to do something, you know, or else you know it's just gonna stay the same. I mean, what 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 more is he gonna do? Is he gonna skull fuck fucking Bruce Buffer? I mean, like how 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 low can you go? Would you watch you that know, though? You, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. No, the thing is I I I think he has to tone it down. You know, obviously like say tone it down a little bit. You know, like you can crack jokes like if you looked at like you said you looked up to Chael Sonnen. I mean like Chael Sonnen, one of his best lying jokes of all time was that was that the Guerra brothers saw one feeding a carrot to a bus. I mean like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> But like Kobe Covington, like, and all these guys are like adopting gimmicks. Like, uh, who's the king of cringe? Uh, fucking uh, Henry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Henry Cejudo. But 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 I mean, like, he. I don't. I still have high hopes for that gimmick. I 
if he pushes through this this like purgatory phase with the gimmick, I think he can ride the wave and and and, and it'll still be the king of cringe. But I think more people will get behind it. But that motherfucker, like I saw him win the gold medal, and uh, I was in LBI and with one of my exes, like God, I don't remember her name, but like I was with one of my exes in LBI, and I watched him win the gold medal. He was in Beijing. Don't laugh at me. I have funny stories about that too. So like Beijing Olympics, I saw him win a gold medal, and how humble he was, and how awesome he is. It, it, it's so, it's different, especially. And you look at these journalists who are trying to like push the real person out of you. And, like, God bless Ariel Hawani, as big of a toolbox as he is. And uh, the the one time I talked to Ariel Hawani, the one time, I'm like, this guy, I will never, ever follow a journalist who never fought in a ring. Like, okay, you can criticize other fighters, but, like, have you really fought before? You know? like and, and, Yeah, you didn't want the shoes. Yeah, fuck you. Like, and, and, like, I'm thinking that, too. Like, but besides that, Ariel Hawani, as much of a toolbox and a big nose, prick that he is like he tried to get the real character to come out like the real guy to come out beyond the persona besides like all that shit and and these guys are you, you see it coming out a little bit but then they rein it back and say well i gotta be this guy you gotta sell tickets yeah but like if, if, if it's not coming off organically it, it's not gonna work and and listen i, I come from a generation where kazushi sakuraba sold out fucking the tokyo no not the tokyo dome he sold out the olympic stadium in japan in Dynamite 2002, fighting Mirko Krokop in the main event. And he sold out just being Sakuraba, smoking cigarettes, drinking, being a funny guy, never disrespected. So, like, I don't want to hear this excuse for, I got to be a dick to sell tickets. And that's what people want. Like, I, I, I can't accept that as an excuse, you know? Yeah, and, and it, it, it all, it, it's all brought on from, you know, McGregor, how he literally wrote, coasted, and I wouldn't say coasted, but he, he walked his way up the rankings in featherweight, and his ticket sales just kept rising and rising and rising. And I guess other fighters took notice of that. And then he started flashing, oh, I get paid this, I get paid that. And they're like, oh, I want to get paid like that too. So let me change up my personality and see what can happen. Yeah, but, but McGregor is naturally a fucking prick. But he owns it. And that's why I like him so much. And, and you know what? Like, um, uh, like, and I explained this, the Dylan Dennis effect. So Dylan Dennis trains at our gym and everything, and he's the nicest guy ever. Like, he's been in my jiu-jitsu classes. The nicest guy you can ever meet is Dylan Dennis. And he's also been in my boxing classes, too. Nicest guy on the planet. And, and But he's also super funny, and he is super sarcastic on Twitter. Like, that's who he is. And, you know, that's that's not just his persona. That's his personality. That's just who he is. And, you know, like, he owns it. It comes off organically. Uh, McGregor, too. He's a, the biggest douchebag. He, he punched a guy in a bar for not drinking his scotch. His, and, and listen, I don't know if you ever tasted his, his, his uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, Proper 12. Proper 12. Like, did you ever drink that shit? Yes, it, it's decent. But, like, the thing about it is it's a 30-something dollar bottle. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe that guy was drinking, like, McAllen 12, and he got offered a shot of Proper 12, and he's like, I don't want this. Yeah, listen, listen. Proper twelve did not do it for me. Okay, James, James. If I want that, I I drink some Jameson. Okay, so like, and the guy was like, oh, I don't want some of that whiskey. Get that, that get that weak shit out of here. And then Conor McGregor nailed that old guy, and that old guy took yeah. it on the chair like a champ. You know, like Conor McGregor. It's, a, it's, it's that Irish threat. blood, man. We we 
we all have good chins. Oh, man. But, like, it's a little bit different when someone's trying to play heel when they're already heel. Do you, do you, do you see the point I'm trying to get at? I, I, I do. Yeah. Conor McGregor, naturally heel. Like, other guys, naturally heel. Tail Sun, that's who Tail Sun is. These guys, like Kobe Cumpton and Henry and all these other guys are playing gimmicks or trying to be a heel or trying to, like, sell tickets or talk shit. You know, it's not doing it for me because it's not organic because there's a lot of people that know who they are and they're not like that whatsoever. Yeah. And let's just let's just say right now, Chael Simon did it the absolute best. It, the the fluidity in his all his promos and all his interviews. I mean, like if you ever saw he saw the couple interviews with Dan Levitard, I mean, the guy literally takes a journalist and he completely sw- flips the script and makes the journalist feel uncomfortable. It, it, it's just an amazing watch. He does. He, he does did. a banging job on his podcast too. He does a really banging job. Yeah, dude, I've been watching his podcast. The, the bad guy Inc. It's a good podcast. That that's one guy I got to bring on. Tailson. That's one guy yeah, that he, I would have. Oh yeah, he does. He does great work. You know, I I've been tuning into that actually recently for the past month. I've been watching them. You know, sitting at home after work, and the dude's good, man. The dude's real good. We got, we got to get him on. We got to get Chill Son on. I don't know how we're going to persuade him. Maybe sexual services from you, but, like, we got we to gotta get Chill <laughs> Anything on. is possible, Davey. We, we got to get that motherfucker on. But like The only thing not that's... possible, though, is Dustin Poirier beating Khabib. I don't think that's possible. Anything else is possible in this world except that. I The chances of that are... Whew. I have yeah, a better but, chance Khabib... of meeting Megan Fox. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but Khabib, Khabib is just on another level. Like, he, he grew up wrestling fucking bears. And it's not even an exaggeration, folks, boys and girls. This guy actually has videotape, and it's on YouTube, of him fucking wrestling bears. Like, Khabib is, like, on another solar system. I'm going to bring on Dan, my buddy from high school. What's up, Dan? What's going on, guys? What's, What's going on? Dan, Dan, Nothing. so we're talking about... We're talking about Khabib wrestling bears and the fact that Dustin Poirier does not have a fucking snowball <laughs> chance in hell of fucking being Khabib. So I, I just need to know, I, Dan, I need to know your opinion on this. What do you think about Khabib versus Poirier this weekend? I, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's got what it takes to beat Khabib right now. Like you said, he's wrestling bears. Like, Perfect. it's one thing to have a sparring partner. It's another thing to have, uh, like, Something that people trophy hunt <laughs> as your starring as your sparring partner. Really serious. And Khabib, Khabib, did you see the fight with uh, Khabib and uh, Conor McGregor where he just literally took him down at will and just whispered in his ear yeah. like Conor, you fucking suck. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there was no effort, like no resistance he could have done to stop that. And then, and then you have all the friends saying, and I'm sure you've had friends saying, "Yeah, Conor's gonna do it. Conor's gonna do it." And I'm a huge McGregor fan, but I'm also a wrestler at heart, and I knew that there was no shot that he was gonna pick up the W there. No, he had a better chance of beating uh, Mayweather. See, and if Poirier was smart, he would have brought in the bear as a sparring partner. I don't know why no one has ever thought about that. Hey, listen, if this guy did it and he's undefeated. Why not take the clothes off the bear and let's see if I have what it takes. So, Dan, we're actually talking about uh, Kobe Covington and 
I, I want to bring up this topic too because um, and again, my my buddy Dan, we grew up together. He's my childhood friend and everything like that. And big shout out to Dan and being awesome and thank you for serving your country and our country. Uh, but Thanks, man. We're talking about Kobe. No problem, brother. And we're talking about uh, Kobe Covington. Um, so. And I was talking about, too, how Donald Trump and, like, Donald Trump Jr. and his brother were there, and then Kobe Covington's on the phone with him after. And you're you're a big Trump supporter. Uh, so, like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like he's really a Trump supporter, or is he – is this part of this gimmick where he's doing this whole, like, I'm supporting Trump just to, like, you know, antagonize people or people that are soft? <laughs> I mean, uh, it could be a little everything. I mean, look, uh, big fan of Trump, but he's he's polarizing, man. And like, even with a lot of decisions he makes, I mean, like, uh, you look at General Mattis, huge fan of General Mattis. I cannot believe that we managed to have him not be Secretary of Defense anymore. So it's like, uh, I I don't know. I feel like if he's taking that much of a stance and and uh, you know talking about wanting to be with him and the fact that they were there. I think that's more than just a gimmick. I mean, so, even, so, even if you don't, even if you dislike the guy, just the fact that he trolls as a president is amazing. Right. <laughs> and, and you know me, man. Like I, 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 I'm not a Trump supporter, but I think he does a good job. Just like I, I don't necessarily like my boss at times. However, he does an incredible job. You know, like it just, it, it just how it, how it is. You know, but like, you know, as someone that serves. The, the military, you've earned your opinion. I necessarily, like, compare me to you, like, I haven't earned my opinion in comparison to you. So, like, you know, like... Ah, it, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody's I, opinion matters. Yeah, yeah, but you've got everybody on the internet arguing and saying, oh, fucking Trump, and, like, they're... they're yeah, and I see it too. Like, and I can def- I can defend Trump in saying that a lot of opinions are unfounded, or it's based on, and and there's a difference between real news and fake news, and a lot of people are basing those opinions on fake news. But um, so as a military guy, and I'm just switching the switching the topics. Like, what made you such a supporter of Trump? I mean. I always leaned uh I always lean right to begin with, but uh I mean the fact that he cuts through so much bullshit, I mean it just I couldn't stand some of the policies going on. I did like Bush. I know I'm gonna catch crap for that for most people. But uh I, I liked serving under him. I think there was a definite culture shift between swapping over from being under Bush than under Obama. Um you know, I just the way Trump talks, the way he gets his point points across, I mean look He's the first guy to step into North Korea. Say what you want about yeah, yeah. him. He's getting stuff done. You know, he's trying to deregulate. I think he leans a little bit more towards the smaller government, which is what I like. You know, he checks a lot of boxes for me. I wish he was a little bit better with the Second Amendment. You know, not a big fan. I think bump stocks are stupid. But I think, you know, getting rid of them in that fashion that he did is not that great. Sets a bad precedence, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Sean, you're talking to my cousin too, who's a big giant hippie. Sean, what, what do you have to? What, what's your opinion on the subject? Hey, listen, I, I was I was just at a huge hippie fest in Warwick last weekend, but when it comes to the talk of politics, see, I don't really like to talk about politics too much because since you know I didn't study politics and everyone thinks they do study politics these days, you know. However, you know, 
both sides and bipartisan have great topics, have have great builds. I I I don't consider myself Eileen, you know, left or right. Uh, say I, you know, sit on the fence, I guess. And, and you know what? It, 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 I I think the, the the problem with people too, and and the problem with voters now is people are so passionate. Where you know, if they're listening to a certain opinion and they're listening to other people, like they're they're trying to push their opinion to the point that. Like if I if I'm not a Trump supporter and you are a Trump supporter, I'm trying to push on the fact that you're wrong for being a Trump supporter. But like really, nobody's wrong for how they feel, and I think people have lost that you know that concept. So I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to politics right now is because Trump evokes so much passion in so many different people, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Like it's just he invokes so much passion. I, I and, and by the way, too, George Bush was a great president. He just had to deal with the shittiest of circumstances. You dealt with fucking Katrina, 9-11, all in the same presidency. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right, and he can't even drink because he gave it up. Yeah. I know. He couldn't, he couldn't even smoke a blunt. He couldn't even speed on his life. Like, he had no pleasure to fucking, like, go on. It, it, it's absolutely absurd what George Bush had to go through. Yeah, I agree. So um, we're we're talking about okay back on topic. We're talking about Khabib versus Poirier. Dan, I, I want to hear your opinion because obviously uh, Khabib, Sean thinks that Khabib is gonna rape Poirier. Yeah, I mean, there's really only one opinion here. I like. I was like, just saying. Yeah, there's something. And I was just saying, I was just saying the odds of that fight have to be astronomical. Like when 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 home, everyone thought home shocked the world by being Rousey. She was a professional kickboxer. I mean, like when people thought she had no chance in hell, that was completely different than what we're going through now. And those odds were staggering. I'm just curious on what the odds are going to be come fight time, could be versus Poirier, and how many people actually think Poirier is going to win and drop big money on that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if the odds are good enough, who doesn't want to throw a 10 or something on it? You know, throw a little bit on it just to see why exactly. not. But, like, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I mean. It's like go $10 on the New York Giants making the playoffs this year. You know, don't don't throw 500 a 1000 on it. Right, right, exactly. I mean, yeah, I can't see it going any other way. Uh, and what are the other all? fights Unless, on that like, card, too? It's, it's just the Nermagomedov of Poirier that, that, you know, is eye-catching. I haven't even looked yet at the card. Well, you, you got like Edson Barboza. He versus, uh, I think it's Paul Felder. That's uh, that's a co-main event, which, you know, a lot of people know Edson Barboza. Not a lot of people know Paul Felder, but that's okay. And you got um, Islam. I can't pronounce his last name. But um, you got like Islam <laughs> versus like Davey Ramos or Davey Ramos. I, I have no idea. But And you also have Curtis Blaze, who's, you know, he's a super good heavyweight. He's fighting uh, – Jamal, another Russian last name I can't pronounce. And then you have, uh, I forget what's the fifth fight. It's with my memory. Dan, would you know? No. I have been uh, swamped <laughs> lately. I'm so out of the loop the last month or so with work. It's crazy. All right, well, if you're out of the loop, evidently Anthony Rumble Johnson's coming back to heavyweight, signed his contract. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, and he's oh, one of my man, favorites, man. That 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 dude got some iron fists, man. Seeing some of those knockouts are crazy. But that's what's so uh, great about those heavyweight fights. Do, do, Dan, do you ever? Because I know you 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 follow the sport and you do jiu-jitsu and like 
but you don't necessarily like know like names and everything like that, which I completely understand. The sports oversaturated and there's names all over the place. So like, um, but Anthony Rumble Johnson, you know, have you followed his fights? What do you think about his comeback? I uh, I've not followed him very much. Um, the name sounds familiar. Uh, I'll be honest with you, unless I'm like super invested, I catch it when I can. You know, I'll try and watch the pay-per-views. My, believe it or not, my brother, from having him watch when we were when I, uh, he was younger, he uh, I don't think he misses a fight. It's unreal. No way. The, you, the little brother? Like, yeah. He, he actually followed the little, No way. Yeah, the little dude who, uh, yeah, in fact, he, he just uh, went down to college now. He's at Udell. It's crazy. No. Uh, congratulations on that. Wow. Congratulations to that fun school he's going to. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm stoked for him. I'm happy so, for him, too. He does an awesome school. So, Dan, let me put this in perspective. So, Khabib versus Dustin Poirier, and you're a married man. If you're going to put money, all your savings, on one person, who would you put it on? I bet my savings and my balls on Khabib. Like, <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no other way. I mean, unless some freak accident happens, like some crazy thing where, like, he throws – like he hurts himself, he would have to take himself out of the fight. Yeah, Khabib is just on another fucking level. That that guy is just, and and, and Conor McGregor is hinting at fighting him again. I would not take that fight whatsoever. I would never he, ever. He, he, he wouldn't fight him again. He's just he. It's all smoke. There's no possible way he can get back into. That was a mauling. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was a four-round – it was three rounds or four rounds? I think it was like four rounds, right? I think it was four rounds, yeah. I it could have been stopped in one, obviously, but I think it would be just like, yeah, let's have let's have a little bit of me time in there and, uh, you know, let's just beat Connor up a little bit. No one's beat him up. It's I guess it's my turn to do it. So, so – Speaking of, speaking of which, like, and, and Conor McGregor was on uh, Ariel Hawani's podcast, um, and I was talking about how big of a giant tool that Ariel Hawani is. But, like, Dan, wh- what would you think is the smartest path to, you know, getting back your career and making a comeback? What, what do you think would be the smartest path for Conor McGregor? Uh, see, does he want to make the comeback or does he want to make money? That's the thing. I mean, he's, he's a big show guy. You know, he could do, like you said, he, he won't beat Khabib. No chance. But he does another rematch. He makes that money. You know, if he stops hitting up old people, does he really want to fight and do a career comeback, or does he just want to stay in the media, stay relevant, and keep making money? I'm not he, sure about his he motives. Knock, he, he could knock out that old guy, though. That old guy had a chin of – oh, my God. That guy had You're a chin of – He did not chin knock out that old guy. Champ. <laughs> <laughs> he took it out of the chair like a champ. Conor, Conor was on the podcast, and Sean and I were talking about this before, Dan. Like, Conor McGregor was on Ariel Hawani's podcast apologizing. I mean, if you're a prick, own it. We all know you're a dickhead. Like, you know, that's cool, man. Like, just own it. Like, did you see that footage? Yeah, I didn't. I, I saw the the footage of the hit. I didn't see anything with the podcast, but I saw him. Yeah, on, like, in the, the podcast, he was basically owning his mistakes. I don't think it was that genuine because, I mean, like. I mean, like, when you punch a geriatric or an old person, I mean, like, you can't just ride the wave and say, yeah, I did it, you know. I think I think an apology was necessary. I mean, you can't just hit it. You just can't hit a grandpa, you know. You can't do that, especially when your hands are licensed. I mean, 
I mean, you look at other people that have gotten altercations, and it's like, for a legit re- like, look at Matt Sarah when he's getting the uh, the Hall of Fame induction. He's just like, stop it, like just stop, while he's yeah. got control of the person, and that dude tried to attack him. And then you know you got McGregor. Oh, hey, you want to try my crappy whiskey? No, nah, I'm good. Oh, let me hit the old man, who by the way I don't think spilled his drink. I I have to take a look back at that. That's actually that's a good analysis right there. I I think maybe it's because Irish people are just naturally like fucking just crazy son of a bitches. Like I think if you're Irish, you just naturally are used to getting punched in the face. Like at bars and stuff. So like maybe that old guy was just like you know he he's used to it. Like oh shit, I'm just gonna get punched in the face by Conor McGregor. Like I'm used to this shit by now. So like I think maybe he took it on shit like that. Like, you know you know what I'm saying? Like he, used to it. It's Irish people. They're just you know naturally like long yard. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing if he didn't even know who he was. Pretty much. Holy shit. Yo, did you realize that? And, and uh, damn, when we were over your house, we were talking about this. You know, and I don't mean to switch subjects, guys, but like AEW is actually premiering in exactly, precisely two months. I can't wait. Damn, were we talking about this at your house? Yes, we were. So AEW is a uh, pro wrestling promotion, and uh, we're switching gears from MMA to pro, uh, pro wrestling, and. Uh, AEW is going to be the, the stiff competition for uh, WWE, and, you know, I, I'm excited for it. I think Vince McMahon and when, – when, Dan, when was the last time you watched fucking WWE? Like, and, and Adam Zielinski and I were talking about this in detail, but, like, when was the last time you ever watched, like, a WWE program? Uh, I've thrown it on in the background. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> this is going to – yeah, ready for this one? So, uh, my wife loved watching – what was the, the show about the – is it Total Divas or whatever that was? Oh, and it cracked yes. me up because she'd be watching that in the background. I'm like, man, I wonder what's going on with wrestling and like traveling with work and stuff like that. Sitting in the hotel, I would throw it on in the background occasionally. It's like watching. It's like, I, it just, I don't even know what to say about this. And the fact that you saying WWE, it still feels wrong to me. And now I feel old because that has to have been what the last 15 years, at least that it's not the WWF. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the World Wildlife Federation nipped that in the bud real quick. WWF yep, was, uh, was so good back in the day when there were kitties everywhere and fucking Vince McMahon was just doing shit to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold Steve Austin was just beating his ass on a regular basis. It was just it was such a different world back in the day when we we all grew up. It's such a different world, you know. Oh my god, my uh, a friend of mine ran into a uh, Stone Cold at Shot Show last year. He was in one of the bars. He's yeah. like, "Are you?" He's like, "Yep." Like, oh my no god, that's way. awesome! No. Did you ask Wait, him no what he was way. drinking? He, uh, I did, so that's half the reason I want to go to Shot Show is just to run into people like that next year. It's insane. And you're big in the guns too, so like the chances are because he's he, Stone Cold is notorious for hunting, so is Brock Lesnar. But like the chances of you running into Stone Cold at, like a gun conference or anything like that are are definitely high. Like, but it, back on subject is that it's it's so weird. And you mentioned, too, that WWE is now, like, WWF was WWF back in the day, but now it's WWE, and now, you know, there's no WCW, or ECW is now, AVW is now owned by, like, the owners of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and all that shit, like, 
It has, like, Cody Rhodes. It has, like, guys that, you know, a lot of the older folk who gave up on wrestling don't follow, but, like, Kenny Omega and, like, Young Bucks and everything like that. Like, is there something, like, that would spark your interest, Dan, as, like, a one-time wrestling fan, like, you know, coming back? Would it it spark your interest, or is it, like, eh, not really, like – I'd be interested. I mean, so that's the thing, right, is they did away with all the competition because McMahon is so good at what he does. He pretty much eliminated everybody. I mean, look, when we were kids watching, it was, um, what's it called? You know, it was WWF. You had ECW if you managed to find a way to watch that. Yeah, and then they put um, out. Right, right. And then uh, what was the other one? Jesus Christ. I'm gonna, I can't believe I just blanked on the other one. You had Ted Turner's WCW. Yes, that's it. Yeah, with Goldberg and all those guys. And you, yep. you know, you had competition. Now it's like it's it's you know WWE and then what like the equivalent of arena football maybe if somebody else yeah. pops up. Like I'm hoping to give them competition. However, this is and AEW has a pay per view this weekend called All Out, and there's a couple good matches on the card. Um, unfortunately, one just came out with an injury, but an old guy Neville he used to wrestle for WWE goes under the name Pac now, is wrestling Kenny Omega, and that's going to bring the house down. Like, the talent that's in AEW, give it a whirl, because these guys are a lot more talented than WWE, and the thing is, they're sanctioned to do a lot more moves that Vince McMahon won't let his wrestlers do, for the sheer fact that they're super, super fucking dangerous. You want to hear something crazy, too? Like, I want to bring up two points. One, what if CM Punk fucking pops back up. Dan, did you are you are you part of the generation that actually watched CM Punk and like fucking CM Punk. Like the 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 0-2 fighter who fucking got he got he got he got Dago locked in the fucking UFC. He had no business being the UFC like and I, I, I believe like I, I'm with when it comes to MMA, I'm Ratatouille, where I believe anybody can cook. And if anybody can cook, anybody can fight. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody has that in their DNA, it's in their genetics, people can fight. CM Punk, no business being the UFC. Amateur leagues, maybe in the ECF, probably, but like not in the fucking UFC. Like, that was a stretch. I do you think like CM Punk will actually like come back and like actually dabble in pro wrestling again after he got fucking murdered in like MMA and like UFC? I mean he's certainly not gonna go back to fighting. <laughs> no I mean he and- just <laughs> I mean, and they, they said it, 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 it on the last podcast. If the if the money's right, why not? Yeah, that's a good point, though. But like CM Punk, I mean, he had he had no business in the UFC. And I, I maintain to his day. And I trained with Mickey Gall at um we uh we went to a place uh, K Dojo, and I trained with uh, Mickey Gall, and Mickey Gall was like. And even Dana White said, he's like, well, you're fighting CM Punk, and we all know it's going to happen. So even Dana White predicted the downfall of fucking CM Punk. Like, but that was that was like a business decision for CM Punk. I, I think it's yeah, you're not, I, you're, no, Go ahead. Then. No, I was saying you're not going to put a home – like, let's say you cook at home, right? You're not going to put a home cook, go into a Michelin star kitchen and say, here, cook for 100 guests. You know, that's basically what they asked CM Punk to do. Hey, you have no fighting experience. Let's throw you into the biggest fighting promotion in the world. Doesn't matter who the competition is, but let's throw you into the biggest fight promotion in the world and have a crack at it. 
you know? Yeah, but like Dan, so this 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 goes towards you, Dan, because you you've been through jujitsu, and you know the level of differences between like a white belt and a brown belt, and uh, like you know like Jesus, it's just a white and a blue. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the differences are night and day. You know, it's just but like, and, and, and you know what, it, it could be different too because like me, for instance, I've been doing jujitsu for a long time, and like from a wrestling background. And I never went through the gi system. So it it could be like, well, you know, maybe CM Punk never went through the gi system and he never evolved. Like John Jones is a fucking blue belt. And believe it or not, he's a fucking blue belt. It's crazy for me to, to, to realize and crazy but he never went through the gi system. But CM Punk is not fucking John Jones. So like yeah. you, you got you have Mickey Gold, who's a brown belt who naturally adapted to MMA versus a fucking pro wrestler, CM Punk. Like, yeah, like, tell me, tell me, you didn't see that fight? You decided, like, why is this happening? Do we, so here's the better question: Do we know what he got paid for that? Five hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably step in the ring for five hundred k in my current overweight, out of breath shape, because it's five hundred k. But Dan, you would still. You would still beat the shit out of CM Punk. I, I think if you if I put you versus CM Punk, you would really beat the shit out of CM Punk. I, I I I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. I think you would choke out CM Punk. Oh my god, that would be interesting. Yeah, I'd definitely I definitely step I in think, in the case of five hundred grand against CM Punk. I I think the best the best course of action is putting CM Punk back in the wrestling ring and AEW. They now have they're now backed by a billionaire. Why not just sign CM Punk, call it a day, and CM Punk return to pro wrestling where he can be a world champion and can win matches and everything like that in a staged environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see my point? Oh yeah, I mean you get you give him a stake or something like that, even if you don't have the capital to pay him, just to get his name attached to it because that'll get the crossover people. I mean he's big enough name that the MMA people know him, even if they don't watch wrestling, just because they've heard the name. With him fighting, so you get some crossover. Exactly. Sean, do you think he's popping up this weekend? Oh man, I I hope. I mean, I hope so. Do I think he's popping up? I don't. I don't think he's gonna pop up yet. I think maybe he'll pop up for the first televised program on TNT. By the way, Ted Turner is back into the wrestling business with AEW. Uh, I think he'll pop up during the first broadcast, not the pay per view event this weekend. I think Vince McMahon took his That's a very good point. And, you know, I think uh, Vince McMahon took his eye off the ball because going to your second point, Vince McMahon bringing back the XFL. Like, do you guys hear any news about that? Or, like, Sean's. Yeah, they just just came out with all their logos and the cities that they're in. Uh, All the stadium contracts are signed. And that's a thing, like. MetLife? No, there's a New York. There's a New York team. There's, I believe it's like New York. I know Seattle's um, in the market. Uh, they have like St. Even St. Louis, I think, has a team. But yeah, there's, there's only eight teams right now. They said the stadium contracts are signed, and they're just coming out with the schedule that will come out probably sometime next year. I hope there's something that just gets pushed back and pushed back. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was supposed to be this year. 
XFL was yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they saw what happened with the AAF, and they're like, you know what? Let's re- let's rethink this and have a better course of strategy. Because the AAF, I watched the programming. It was great football content, but the funding wasn't there. And then you know they shut down before even the first season ended. Yeah, that was pretty rough. When you talk about the AFF, the XFL had a failing season too. Like back in back in the day, like I think it was like 2001. I think it was like pre 9/11 days where fucking the XFL came out and like it was the worst football content ever. You had Opie and Anthony doing the interviews, and The Rock came out and like the XFL. Oh my god! Well, it wasn't even just that. What what happened was, and a lot of people forget about this. What happened was their first televised broadcast. It was. I forgot the two teams that were involved, but it went into double overtime, and it was on a Saturday on NBC. So if anyone knows Saturday's NBC, that time is specifically slotted for SNL, Saturday Night Live. So the game got cut in the final overtime because SNL and Lauren Michaels needed the TV time, so they just cut the game, and people got really pissed about that. It kind of made them look JV, and then uh, soon after that, it just went downhill. It wasn't just that. The football sucked. Sure, yeah, exactly. Sucked. Football I, I hope sucked, they bring dude. back the thing where they got to run and grab the football because the fact that they're just running full speed at each other, and you know it's going to get injuries, but it, that part's going to be cool to watch instead of a, uh, a coin toss. I want them to bring back the, that guy that had the jersey. He hate me. You remember that? Like, Bring it back. I, like, that guy I do, and they also have to bring back like using letters and like omega signs on their jerseys instead of just numbers. Like, how cool would it be if, let's say, a Brian Bosworth type character playing middle linebacker? It doesn't have a number, and it's just it's like Goldberg from The Longest Yard, and it's just an X on his on his jersey. I think that'd be cool to see. <laughs> But, but this was, like, during the Attitude Era, so, like, I, I want to see them, like, bring back, like, cheerleaders, like, just, like, bang each other with dildos. You remember that? Like, they, like, try to get some ratings on UPN, so, like, they said, oh, cheerleaders are going to be naked this week on football. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, <laughs> I want to I mean, Vince McMahon's on his final frontier, so who knows what's in that guy's mind. The sick shit he's thought of over the course of his lifetime – I mean, you can really say anything is possible going into this. He's 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 got to be in that board meeting and say, "Listen, guys, I'm gonna need some ratings this time because XFL failed. Okay, this is what we need: transvestites, midgets. We need literally just like nudity. We need people running those fields like with like cocks out, and we like we just need some crazy shit that are gonna get like the fans of Vietnam flashbacks." Even though they're all going to be in their thirties, because that's what crime. You got some imagination on you too, bud. Seriously, like they, they, they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dad, you you agree with me, right? Yeah, you get a midget and a Velcro wall. There's a coin toss. Heads or tails. Boom. That's exactly. an amazing idea. <laughs> okay, I can I can get behind that one. I want to see two coaches throw a fucking midget against a big fucking like. Belco wall, like, like over. What do they call the uh, the field goal post? Yeah, field goal post. I want to see him throw a fucking midget through the field goal post, and that's who's going to decide who's going to get the ball first. That's what we need, baby. That's what we need in two thousand, uh, two thousand twenty. We need we need that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what I need? 
Yeah, let's throw PC out the window and let's just put a midget into a cannon and every touchdown, let's shoot him out of the cannon into a net 50 yards away. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, Dan, what do you think about this? Because I know you're talking about We need two Democrats from each opposing team with both with knives, and whoever kills each other first wins the ball. You know, what, what do you think? Jeez, your imagination. Seriously. Like, what do you think, Dan? I'm with it. Win, win. One less voter. Exactly, right? <laughs> I can't keep up here. <laughs> this podcast is taking a dog turn. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, afterwards, we can put Dustin Poirier in a bear ring and see what happens. <laughs> he, he might as well be in a bear ring because he's going to be fighting Khabib this weekend live on pay-per-view. Let's slap some honey on him and see what happens. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Daniel, I know you're on vacation. I don't want to take you up any more time. Do you want to make any shout-outs oh, or anything? I, need to say- I wish I was on Leave vacation. You- I'm down here working. Well, you're down here. You're uh, down here. Yeah, man. I worked uh, ready for this. I worked from uh, 7.30 yesterday morning to uh, almost 4 a.m. It's a good time. Holy Wow. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you're in Jersey and you're not by Hoboken, go check out uh, where I train, Sakura. It's in Dover. Um, the professor is an awesome guy. Um, I love training with him. Super good dude. He's a black belt on the Marcelo Garcia. And then if you're looking for any firearms, I help out at uh, my buddy owns Cobra 1 Tactical out in uh, Great Meadows. I do a lot of 308 guns. Uh, we do... Uh, a lot of uh, AR-type builds. We actually uh, just built a lightweight AR for uh, Jim Miller. Um, so we do. Uh, we have some good training groups out there. Um, Sheepdog Response. So Tim Kennedy's company comes out when, uh, to our range and trains. So we got a little bit of crossover there between the, uh, the fighting and the shooting. So I would recommend anybody that thinks about it to go check them out too. I mean, they do half a day on the mats, half a day on the range. I mean, if you want to be a well-rounded individual, you got to be able to handle both. Dan, you want to hear some funny shit? So I train under Dan Koval, who's also a black belt under Marcelo Garcia. How crazy is that? No shit. I swear That's to fucking pretty God. pretty awesome because he doesn't give those away. No, he does I not. I think we have a lot more like, when we're going to grapple again, when we're going to arrange this, we're childhood buddies, you wrestle for Emerson like I did, like, when we're going to train, when we're going to get some work in. We got to, maybe. So we used to do uh, big divisional open, or big open mats at uh, at our gym. I'm not sure if we still do them. Like I say, with my work schedule, I've been horrendous. I haven't trained in like two months. Just sitting over here getting fat. Um <laughs> Yeah, and, and by the way, Dan is the best friend you can ever ask for. He came to my last two fights. I just, I came over to his house for um for uh during your America party, and Dan's the best guy you can ever meet. And I'm so honored to be his friend. I'm so honored to have him on the podcast. Dan, I I hope you have have you back soon. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you so much. You're the man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good one. You too, man. My buddy Dan. God, 
he's he's kind of like a oxymoron because he's got like the BJJ vibe, and then he's like, yeah, I fucked with guns though. <laughs> it's kind of great. <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker. My my buddy Dan's oh, a bad can, motherfucker. I mean, trains BJJ and, and, and supports the right to bear arms. I could only imagine him being that bad of a motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker. Most, but certainly. in any event, so we've been talking, we've been talking about Khabib and all that shit. Uh, a really good fight, and who who's your take on this? The 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 Whitaker fight. Whitaker, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not really sore on Whitaker to be honest with you. I I, you know, I, like, I think I think Whitaker's gonna get to he's 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 due for an L after after this bounce back from surgery. I think it's one of those runs that. That you know, what what what's what's his name? Game bread, not game bread. Uh, how can I forget his name? He's been skinny, lanky K K one boxer. Has been running through the the, the division. Yeah, Israel Israel Asanya. I think it's his time. I think he's got to take it down. Really? You think he's gonna beat him? I think he is. I mean, I mean after that five round brawl he just had, I think he got that. Got that little bit of experience. I don't see it going five rounds. I see it going three at most, and I think he's gonna take it, take it with the, with, with the knockout. Um, However, I, I've I been think, wrong many a time. So I, I think the style bender is just on another fucking level, though. Yeah, I think it's it, it's a style that that hasn't. It was like McGregor's style in the beginning, you know. I, you know, obviously the wrestling was his was his nemesis. But the the style hasn't hasn't been adequately broken through yet. Like no one no one has no one has you know the answers to the style yet. So I think come I think what that pay per views in well October fifth I believe I think he's gonna take it there. I can't wait to watch that one either. That's gonna be a good one. Wait, holy shit! I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Some some random girl on Facebook just sent me news. Weird. Don't. Do- don't be mad that interrupted me like that. That's a great interruption. Good for you. Fucking weird, man. You know, I, I, wait, on Facebook? Me. Good for you. Yes, some, listen, listen. Being single in 2019, guys, just to fill you in, being single in 2019 is just like being on a boat in Pearl Harbor, 1941. Just saying. Very scary. Very scary, guys. Wow, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really Okay. Good for you, man. You're bouncing back, man. You're bouncing back. It's not about bouncing back, baby. Like, it's just dating and seeing what you like. Like, and by the way, like, just saying, I mean, you know, how do I, how do I put it into words? Sean, how do I put it into words? I I don't think you put it into words just in case any any of your ex-girlfriends are tuning in right now. I I think I think you know don't don't put it in towards. I think, but that that's that's what dating is, you know. Like you, you date somebody, it doesn't work out, and then you know, like you start dating somebody, it doesn't work out. Like yeah, I think that's just a cycle until you get to marriage. I I think it's just natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, except and, my road was not natural. I mean, it was just like holy shit. Like oh, I I have man man man. Well, you, the, the, it, by the way, guys, if, if you're not familiar, I, I got some stories, some fucking stories. 
the road less traveled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just about dating and seeing what you like and everything. It's dating and finding out, you know, the person you're dating. See, we, are, we all can't be our cousin. Ten-year relationship. Still going strong. It's fucking mind-blowing. You and I are failing out life right now. Just saying. In every other category, I think we're doing either either above average to excelling, except that one. However, in my opinion, I think we are excelling. It's just in the opinion of the sisters and, and the mother and the grandmother. Hey, you know, you really need to get this done. Nah, let me live. Yeah, you know, you know what though? Like, it's finding a proper balance. And I, I realize this too, like just taking some alone time and like be myself. But like, you know, let's let's take for example, like one person I did. I I didn't really I don't, I don't think I necessarily liked her. I liked the approval of my family. So like, scratch that off. And another person, like I necessarily like, I, you know, I I I dug her, but she ended up being a stripper. Okay, scratch that off. And we have another one where, like, we have everything in common except, you know, she's insecure. So, like, scratch that off. So, like, I think it's about, like, finding, like, a proper balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think you and I both can, can work with each other on that where we find somebody with the perfect balance. I mean, like, listen, man, like, in my opinion, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a dude that makes six figures, and I also am hung like a giraffe's neck. So, like, the same. The David Potter sweepstakes is currently on, like, Donkey Kong. So, like, that's my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, it, it, it's not searching anymore. It's going to come organically, and I'm not going to be, like, searching for it. I'm not going to be waiting for it. No, it's just going to happen organically. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know my personal opinion on you, brother, and you criticize me, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, giraffes have really long necks, by the way. So, I mean, you're comparing yourself to – <laughs> to quite the animal. Uh, in any event, though, I mean, it's it's one of those things. You know, I always say, let life come to you, man. Just just like you know, who knows what's in store for me next month? You know, I can I can check all the boxes, but obviously something spontaneous will come up, and it might be great or it might be not. But you know what? I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Exactly, and it's all about working on you too. You know, like, as soon as, like, I got the promotion, all these good things happened to me, like, the first thing I did was, like, okay, all these good things are happening and all this shit and, like, you know, got got rid of the negatives and, like, all these positives. The first thing I did, went to a therapist, went to a – no, not a therapist. I went to a psychiatrist, went to a uh, physician, went to a um, – what's the guy that measures, like, vitamin A levels, B, D, like, well, what's the guy? Um Nutritionist? Uh, I would say. I would I would assume some kind of doctor when it comes to the name exactly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's that's uh, that's all out of my pay grade. Yeah, what the fuck ever. So anywho, so it's just all about like doing you and like working on you and like constantly like evolving and progressing and everything like that. And you're gonna, Sean, you my friend are a catch. You're gonna find the right gal. Guaranteed. Uh, one day I I still got time. The only person that doesn't have time, though, is Dustin Poirier, because his time is running very short. 
His time is almost up, man. Oh, uh, God. He is so fucked. Dustin Poirier he is, is so fucked. <laughs> and the one thing, the one thing I can't believe he did, and I said that I've said this to you, is he goes on a recording with his daughter, promising his daughter, like four years old, five years old, that he's gonna win. Like, hopefully, that's a household that they don't let their their kids watch this stuff, because if she sees this, it, it's gonna be a very traumatic experience for the rest of her life. You know, don't let yeah. don't let the little Poirier kid watch this because this is gonna be another mauling, and it's maybe maybe you know Khabib gets caught, but his chin is his chin isn't as bad as everyone thinks it is. He might get caught once, and he's gonna be like, "All right, I'm messing around a little too much. Let's take this to the ground," and then it goes to the ground, and you, we all know what happens from there. His chin is not bad at all. Like, listen, Khabib, did you ever see his fight with uh, Michael Johnson? His chin yeah. is made of con fucking creep. You're not going to be knocking out Khabib. You have no hope of knocking out Khabib. So you better know how to defend takedowns because Khabib is going to fucking ragdoll you. Period. Dude, the past five fighters haven't been the same. Who has it been? It's, you got Michael Johnson, Ali Quinta, Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza has not been the same ever since no. that Khabib fight. Uh, McGregor. McGregor was like, all right, let me take a little bit of a break. I got to get away from this so my name brand don't fuck up. And that's, that, that's four. We'll just go with four. But those past four fighters, look what's happened. They're not yeah. the same. Khabib, Khabib pistol whipped him, son. Like, it was not even a contest whatsoever. And it's, it not, wasn't and it's not even like he doesn't even just take them down and, like, and, like, just gets on top of them in full mount, which he can obviously do. We know that. She literally stays and mauls on top of them. And these guys are in a cage in the most uncomfortable position they've ever been in for not a couple minutes, for round upon round upon round. Like, that stuff that sticks with you. Fucking completely just mauls them. And, and I don't see anybody being Khabib. Khabib. I see Conor McGregor coming out of retirement when Khabib retires. And Khabib is – he's on his last rope because Khabib, he's devoted to his religion. He does not yep. fight for money whatsoever. He's got plenty of it. He doesn't need it. I see Conor McGregor coming back and being dominant once Khabib moves right out of the picture, which I see in probably the next one or two fights. Yeah, and just yeah. that inside story. And who do I know, right, besides everybody? Yeah. Well, now that that brings out the question: Who, in your honest opinion, who does McGregor fight next, and when does it happen? I think the smartest fight for for Conor McGregor to fight is probably Cowboy Cerrone, or to fight Nate Diaz. And I, it, I feel be, like Nate Diaz is the only only fight to make. Yeah, but N- N- Nate Diaz is so target fixated on fighting. Uh, George, uh, yeah, um, Masvidal right now. Dude, did you see that knockout with uh, George, whatever his name is, and fucking yeah, um, and Askren? Yeah. yeah, that was. I I was sitting at a, a local bar, section two hundred one in New Milford, New Jersey, and I'm sitting there, and I'm with a I'm with a bunch of buddies. One of my buddies actually was back from uh, the army. He's stationed out in Italy. Shout out to Scott Sanders, and. Uh, 
watching it, and I was like, this goes one of two ways. He gets knocked out in the first round in the first minute or two, or he drags it on it and he wins. It's one or the other. And okay. sure enough, hands behind the back, five, what was it, five seconds? Five seconds, boom, yeah. flying knee. That shit broke my heart, my man. But and it, I, you it, know, what you gotta do? Watch the Lawler fight again. I mean, like, he he didn't even look good then, you know. I mean, like, his his chin is in places it shouldn't be. Like you saw, like he 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 didn't even see that flying knee coming. He put his head down, straight into the knee, looking for the takedown. This guy's flying at you full speed. You don't see him about to lift his foot to jump at you, and you put your face down like. Ah, uh, that 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 just screams rookie mistake. I mean, the guy Ben Askren would fuck me up ten times out of ten, but that just screams rookie mistake, and it was crazy to watch, though. I must say, And you know what? Ben Askren's entire strategy has built been built around like, okay, I'm going to take the least amount of damage possible. I'm gonna tie up with somebody. I'm gonna take him down, and I'm gonna lay on him and just ground yep. pound for. Three rounds. That has been Ben Askren's game since day one. And for George, George was drilling that in his locker room. He was drilling that flying knee over and over and yep. over again. Sure enough, he called with that motherfucker. And like, and the next day, you're like, you'll text George or text somebody you know and get George on the podcast. <laughs> next day. Yeah, because that one that that was so crazy. And I will speak to him one day, but but my questions won't be pertained to that flying knee because that's what everyone has their questions for. Those questions have been already asked and they've been already answered. My question is those backyard fights, Kimball Slice backyard fights, what was it like growing up like that? Because I've watched those fights and there was this one fight in particular. They, you know, bare knuckle fighting. He was getting trounced by a bigger guy. The guy's like a heavyweight. George is what a welterweight. And he just, you know, he took the damage, and eventually the big guy, you know, his stamina wasn't there, and it kept going down and down. And sure enough, Jorge Masvidal wins this fight by just weathering the storm. And that's a fight that stuck with me, and I've watched a, I've watched a couple other of his fights, obviously. And, I, you know, he he's game-bred. I like his fighting style. R.I.P. to fucking Kimball Slice, by the way. So I know I know Kimball Slice's son because Kimball Slice's son is coach. He trains, right? Yeah, they were all on my podcast, and I, I Kimball Slice's son is a great guy, and you know, um, and, and switching switching topics too. And, and uh, do you know Kimball Slice's son's coach was actually coaching Chuck Liddell for his comeback fight against Tito Ortiz? No way! No, I did not know that. Small world after little fun fact. Yeah, fucking crazy, man. Yeah, man, but uh, yeah, R.I.P. to Kimbo Slice. His fights were fun to watch. It's it's one of those, and, and I, it was like a CM Punk type thing, but not because he was a fighter get born and bred. But it was like it was like a pop culture thing, you know. Everyone knew Kimbo Slice from his backyard fights. Yeah, let's let you know let let's let's put him into a uh you know a legitimized fighting promotion and see what happens. And you know what, he didn't do that bad. Yeah, you know what, Kimbo, and especially with UFC, UFC finally hit his stride, and then you have Kimbo Slice and the XC, and Kimbo Slice was their Mike Tyson. Yeah, and Elite XC put all the cards on the table 
when it came to Kimmel Slice. Yeah. And and like Kimmel Slice when he fought and I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, but like this was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And Kimmel Slice when was not a great fighter, you know, like and, no. and God love him. All right. Yeah, yeah. And and Kimball Slice Jr., you know, again, I have much love for him and the entire team. And again, th- these guys were on my podcast and I talked to them personally. And this is the same shit that I, I repeated verbatim. But like, Kimball Slice back in the day was a one dimensional fighter who had great knockout power. And right when he met against Seth Pes- uh I forget his name, but he had pink hair and he was a fill in for Ken Shamrock. And was Kimmel it Dada, Slice, Dada Five? No, it was Seth P- Pezzazelli. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dada yeah. Dada 5000 came way later in the game. And, and I, I think Dada 5000 had a fucking heart attack within that fight, by the way. You know that? Yeah, I heard it. No, yeah, I heard something like that. I just never watched the fight again, but now that you mentioned that, I should probably – you know, throw that back on and, you know, <laughs> and watch it again, knowing this information. Kimbo Slice, man, he, he lived a, he lived a long life. He lived a life of like a 200 year old. He was, he was a bodyguard for bangbrothers.com. You know, you know that website, that, that porn website? Holy shit. He was a bodyguard for them. Wow. I, I, I know everything about the FMA game, baby. I know fucking good everything. For, good like, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice was banging fucking porno stars, doing lines in the back, and, like, just beating people's asses. That was all Kimbo Slice. So, like, you know, he lived the life of a 200-year-old. But, by the way, I want to bring on a very special friend, the president and CEO of Fightbook MMA, my buddy Roberto. What's going on, brother? What's cracking? I I was like, (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Banging chicks and doing lines? What the fuck conversation did I jump into? <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about Campbell Slice and how he was. Because uh, my cousin Sean, who's the co-host, he didn't realize that Campbell Slice was actually also besides doing backyard fights. Yeah, I trained with Sean Gannon back in Waku in Boston. Shout out to Sean Gannon. But like Campbell Slice was also a bodyguard for fucking BangBros.com and. He was uh, doing some crazy things back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, that fool was nuts, man. Good he, for him. He, he, just just because I mean, yeah, people know him by uh, the backyard brawler, but they don't really know exactly what he did outside of that, which is kind of disturbing. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Kimbo's a. Rest his, rest his soul and all that, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's nuts. Rest in peace. So, like Roberto, I wanted to uh, actually bring you on to uh, thank you for uh, being a partner with uh, Jim Lee Podcast, and I also want to congratulate you on signing with One Fighting Championships. How does it fucking feel? And like, tell me about yeah, the congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. First, thank you uh, for uh, saying yes. I mean, I've been a fan of yours forever, dude. And, uh, you know, when I when you messaged me that you wanted to, you know, talk, I was like, all right, maybe this is the day that's going to happen. And uh, but, yeah, David, thank thank you for, uh, you know, 
believing in, in the mission of uh, Five Book MMA and uh, being part of the family, too. So thank you. You, you guys, like, I'm a big fan of you guys. So, like, listen, like, I, I'm, it works vice versa. So I'm a big fan of, like, Fight Book MMA. And I think and I, I always believe that Fight Book MMA is the best website for MMA news. And I know I do blogs. Yeah, it's great content. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And, like, you guys are the best in the game. So, like, and working with you guys again, like, it's, it's always an honor. And you, you guys are literally top-notch and the, literally the best in mixed martial arts with, with content and everything like that. But besides the fact, like, how does it feel like, you know, you're, you're an affiliate and a partner with, like, USA Today Sports and, like, you just literally worked out a deal with one fighting championship, like, one of the biggest promotions in the world. Like, how the fuck it feel, Roberto? Like, well, you know, with uh, USA Today, you know, that um, it took some negotiating with them. Um, and, uh, you know, I had to pull some numbers uh, from the website and from social media and all of that. And, uh, I mean, the guy was impressed of, uh, you know, the website as well. Um, he saw the content, he saw the type of writing that we do, um, the events that we've covered. So the PR guy was, was, you know, he was really cool. And like, after we hung up and we had that call, he was like, he emailed me and he's all, dude, let's make this happen. He's all, here's all the info you need. Here's the code, put it in your website. Once all of that is done, then you can make your announcement. I was like, all right, sick. So, you know, now we're affiliated with uh, USA Today Sports. Um, we're affiliated with uh, ESPN Plus as well. Um, you know, that is just something that I never thought that uh, the website was going to, you know, something like that was ever going to happen to the website. Um, and then next thing you know, man, Monday comes around and uh, I get an email from one. And they're like, hey, we want to talk to you. And I was like, all right, well, here's my number. Give me a call. And sure enough, a couple of days later, I get a phone call uh, from one of their PRs here in the States. And he was like, bro, so I love your website. And I love what you're doing. I love what Pipebook MMA is all about. Um, how would you like to partner up with one championship? That was me. Dude. Crazy. You know, that's a very good website, though. I thought, like, when, when Dave told me he was, you know, in talks with you guys, I was like, let me look at this website. And I looked at it. And one, it's an easy website to navigate, first and foremost. If no one's ever been on it, go on it. It's easy to navigate. And the content is just ten times better than a lot of the content that I've been scrolling through the past, you know, couple of years. Oh, man, thank and you. I appreciate that. And you don't even – Sean, so, like, just correct my my cousin, too. Fightbook MMA is so loyal to the fighters. So even though they're covering all these big sports like UFC, one fighting championships and everything like that, they're so loyal to like their fan base and everything like that. Like I went to Jay, who's a, a good buddy of mine, and I'm like mm-hmm. Jay, you know, I I need some media for my next upcoming fight. Jay's like, dude, I'll interview. I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking nobody. Jay's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. We're gonna do an interview. MMA, Fightbook MMA is such a fucking loyal like. They're, they're a loyal website, especially when it comes to all fighters. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're UFC or whether you're an Emmy. Like, it doesn't even matter. Fightbook MMA is literally the global leader when it comes to 
both professional and I mean any kinds of mixed martial arts. Like you guys are the best when it comes to that. And like I always always appreciate you guys. You guys are I've always been a fan of you guys. Oh man, thank you, bro. And you know, like when uh you know, Jay's a good buddy of ours, so you know, when Jay texts me he's like, Hey, uh I'm gonna uh interview David Potter and I was like, What? For real? I was like, All right, let's let's do it. Um, interview him, send me the info, and I will publish it. And I need pictures, I need stuff, and we'll make it, you know, look cherry. And that's just us, man. I mean, we help. Uh, we also get promotions from Brazil, from Africa, from you know Mexico, from across the globe, dude. That that people don't even know that these promotions and these events mm-hmm. even happen, and they reach out to us. And they're like, hey, if we send you the results in our uh, mm-hmm. recap, will you publish it? And I was like, yes, let's do it. And, so, and that must you be know, great to watch too, you know, all, all these underground amateur fights. You know, my cousin, thankfully, I got to commentate with him at the promotion ECF in Queens. Some of those fights, you know, great fighters, great up-and-coming fighters risking it all, you know, because they're up-and-coming and they just want it bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why um, I created Five Book MMA. Uh, I wanted to showcase uh, the amateur fighters. Um, I was once an amateur fighter, so that's why it hits, you know, it hits home when these Amis don't get the love that they should get because there's a lot of amateurs out there that are just, like, dominating the sport right now. And all they want to do is just get better. And I want to provide that platform for these amateurs to get their name out there. Even the up-and-comer pro fighters, a lot of, you know, like, you know, other websites that don't give and show the love to them, that's where I come in. And that's what we want to do. We want to showcase these up-and-comers. We want to give them a platform to show their family, like, hey, we're on a website check out my interview, and, you know, that's how uh, Jonathan Ivey, um, I'm sure you guys know who he is, um, you know, he's, he's always uh, hooks me up with fighters to interview when, uh, whenever he gets, uh, when his promotion, you know, comes out, so um, I help him out a lot on that too, so it's fun, man, it's, it's really fun to get to know these fighters that nobody even knows who they are, and, you know, one day we'll be able to see them on pay-per-view and be like, you know what? I talked to this fool when he was a nobody. Absolutely. And Roberto and, and Jay interviewed me before I was on Fight TV and, like, I was on pay-per-view and everything like that. So, like, literally, me and Jay were talking. He's like, let me do your interview. I'm like, send me some pictures. I'm like, okay. So I sent him some pictures. I'll send him some leads. And, like, literally hooked it up. Like, I sent him a couple dick pics and, like, Roberto literally hooked it up. So, like, Roberto, my boy, my man, the best in the business, MMA, and literally all combat sports, fight, uh, fight, fight book MMA, and I, I really do appreciate you coming on. Do you have any shout-outs or any, any upcoming projects that you want to shout-out? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, first, you, brother. Um, thanks for uh, letting me get on and, and, and uh, you know, say the good news about us uh, partnering up with one. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be something so freaking awesome because 
we are going to be able to interview a lot of the uh, U.S.-based fighters that are uh, that fight for one. So we'll uh, have a lot of content. A lot of people are going to get to know a lot more of uh, these fighters that uh, fight for one. So expect that to come up. Um, I got a, another video uh, interview coming up um, at Jackson's again. Um, let's see. Other than that, right now, I think uh, just moving forward with one, man, it's, uh, it's going to be a, a hell of a ride to uh, get that content out there for them. Um, shout out to everybody that's, uh, you know, that's been there since day one, all the fans, uh, my family, my wife, you know, Rudy, Jay, everybody, everybody on the Fightbook MMA team, um, you guys uh, for being part of it as well. Um, you know, you guys can, they can find your show on the podcast tab. Um, once I get the uh, information from you, David. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, uh, I'm so busy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so just so giving so you crap. <laughs> I know. Dream Elite, baby. But uh, that's okay, man. It's all good. I'll just keep bugging you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, man, just shout out to everyone. Just uh, follow us on fightbookmma.com and you'll find everything that you need to know uh, about combat sports uh, that's under the sun. Best in the business. Hey, Roberto, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time. I know you're busy as well, like I am, and I appreciate it. And, again, big fan of you like you're a big fan of me, and it goes vice versa. So thank you so much for coming on. No problem, brother. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you, brother. Thank you, bro. All right. Take it easy, Roberto. Peace. Peace. All right. My buddy from Fightbook MMA, they're doing big things, and those guys get a lot of traction. And they're, He must they're, be a nice guy if he can deal with you. That's all I'm saying. I know. Seriously, right? Like <laughs> You ain't kidding, brother. So we're about to wrap up the show. We are uh, – wow, we actually went way over time, and I uh, – That's what happens, Dave. It's just, it's just when stuff is organic, it's, it's, it's just you, you, you just go with it. I think this is why the I think this is why like ECF that pay per view even though we're fucking hammered and you and I are probably hammered right now but like I think that's why the pay per view came out so great and like people liked it so much is so we gotta watch that we gotta watch this because because I I actually wanna wanna hear myself over the course of fourteen fights how how, how this happens you know I just want to see how how. From the first fight to fight number 14, how everything unfolded. Because if you remember, at the end, they gave us the wrong sheet when we were calling for fighters that weren't fighting. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. But, like, I'm very good at improvising, so obviously I was right on top of it. And this oh, the, shit improv- you get the you- improv was great. I loved it. Yeah, and this is shit you get to – like, this is – there's no business like show business. You get used to it, like, when you – uh Dude, it was your first show, and you nailed it out of the park. Like you fucking killed it. You're saying. And here we and here we going into the next one. Exactly. And now you're my podcast co-host, which the Boom. next the next audio is going to be hosted by Sean Murphy and David Potter because you were the main event when it came to ECF. You were the fucking man. Just saying. 
Uh, I would say, I would say, you know, talking wise, I did a, a good job. But the main event is always the fighters in the ring. The action always takes mm-hmm. president, and you know that as a fighter, Davy. Yeah, too sir, touche, touche. So, Sean, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I missed a couple. And I'll be seeing you Saturday, buddy. I'll see you Saturday too, brother. So I missed a couple calls. I do apologize about the guys. But um, Sean, any last words you want to say? Yeah, shout out to Clemson football, baby. Clemson Tigers up 35-7 to Georgia Tech. Guys, watch Clemson football. Their running back has 200 yards in under 17 carries. Unprecedented. That's my shout out. What the fuck is that? I'm a, I'm a huge Clemson fan. My South Carolina days, Dave. How's your mom doing, by the way? She's great. She's great. I'll let you know tomorrow when I have lunch with her. You were asking about her. I love your mom. Tell Aunt Sherry I said hello. <laughs> I certainly will. She she does all right. Aunt Sherry, Sherry's a great mom. I can't, I can't ask for anyone better. Fair enough. So, Sean, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. No problem. And number two is in the record books. Fuck yeah, baby. Yacht party on Saturday, y'all. Yacht party, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, dude, you got to wear all white. We'll talk about this on Thursday, but you got to wear all white. You got all white, right? Listen, I got all white. All right, fair enough. So we'll see, see you for the yacht party. And Sean... I want to wish you a happy birthday. I've loved you since day one, and I thank you for being my co-host with ECF and with this podcast. So I thank you so much. Let's see what the end of the year has in store for us, buddy. I'll see you Saturday. Plenty of good things, baby. All right, love you. Love you too, buddy. All right, bye. My cousin Sean is signed off. He's going to enjoy his birthday. Guys, thank you so much. For joining us for Dreamly Podcast here on DreamlyPro.com. Uh, plenty of clothes. Uh, we've been killing it for the last, like, three months. And I'm not being cocky. I'm just saying that you guys are amazing. You guys are incredible. I appreciate every single customer. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Remember, October, ECF, Fight Planet Pay-Per-View. Me and Sean will be on commentating, and if you enjoyed us on the podcast, listen to us when we jump on, when we're announcing these fights, Fight Planet TV, Fight Planet Pay-Per-View, be sure to order it live on Pay-Per-View. Boys and girls, children of all ages, we had a long night, but we're about to wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Dave Potter, the owner of Dream Elite. And I thank you so much for joining us. And I will see you next week, next Thursday. Great guests. We we just want to bring my cousin on because, you know, I love my cousin. Bring on some friends and everything like that. Just get back in gear because, of course, we were off all summer. But have a good night. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And I'll see you next week. Peace. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter. <laughs> David Potter. Live
style on camera. $100,000 chandelier. They tried to turn me to an animal. But white people think I'm radical. Supermodels think I'm handsome. You might think I'm too aggressive. But really, I think I'm too passive. Because I pull out the top of some blasting. All in single. Straight up. Throw it up. Watch it fall and drop. Running, running, go. Stop, stop, I'm about to hit the yay button. I don't want to say nothing wrong, but it'd be wrong if I ain't say nothing. Imagine if I ain't say something. Wouldn't nothing say nothing. I done lost and made money. Now I'm making something they can't take from me. And I'm fresh out of debt in this month. And they still ain't ready yet for a month. Yeezy might have to go and put his Louis on. I'm about to go Gucci in a Gucci store. Fresh out the beds in this mother. And they still ain't ready yet for more. So Gucci mine and I'm about to put my Yeezys on. Uh-huh. Now that Gucci home is over for you, Gucci clone. All in single, straight up. Throw it up. Watch it fall and drop. Round and round and go. Stop, stop it, round and go. Dream Elite Radio. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter. 
lifestyle on camera. Hundred thousand dollar chandelier. They tried to turn me to an animal, but white people think I'm radical. Supermodels think I'm handsome. You might think I'm too aggressive, but really I think I'm too passive. Cause I pull out the top and start blasting. All Pray for me, I'm about to hit the yay button I don't want to say nothing wrong But it'd be wrong if I ain't say nothing Imagine if I ain't say something Wouldn't I say nothing I done lost and made money Now I'm making something they can't take from me With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.